Every day, via email, social media, comments, we get questions from non-affirming Christians that are supposed to stop us in our tracks, stump us, be unanswerable. Recently, someone shared two questions from their pastor. Did they stump us? No. Are they unanswerable? Nope. Now, does this sound familiar? Religious leaders approached Jesus with questions they thought would undo all his teaching. But what it really did was reveal their heart and focus. So let's do this. Today, we're going to answer those tricksy questions. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hi and welcome to the Free Darts Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Robert Cottrell and she is... Susan Cottrell. That's our sound effect. Okay. (laughs) Again, welcome. Thanks for sharing this time with us. We are deeply grateful. Really, seriously. Thank you so much. Uh, As always, subscribe and follow if you have not already done that. Share. And if you have an episode or entire, the whole podcast as a whole, you can share it with social media, with your friends, family, those you like, those you don't. Um, And if you can support us, support us. That'd be great. And please do check out our resources online. We have extensive resources and vibrant, supportive community for LGBTQ+, parents, allies, all of that information is at freedhearts.org. I'm jo- <coughs> joking there. Are you You're all good. I was good? just admiring your voice, how much I like it. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, almost almost every day, this, this episode is called, We Answer the Pastor's Unanswerable Trick Questions. And almost every day, sometimes multiple times a day, we get these. Via email, social media, comments on our YouTube channel, on which you should check out, by the way, on our blog, which you should check out, by the way. Um, <laughs> and these questions are from non-affirming Christians. I almost said uh, possibly well-meaning, but not really, but that are supposed to, to stop us in our tracks, stump us, be unanswerable. And recently, a young, beautiful soul emailed us and shared two questions from their pastor. And with everything going on around uh, transgender issues and gender identity, we thought this was the perfect time to answer these two questions. Did they stump us? Nah. What the the hell was that? A sheep? (laughs) (laughs) These are bad questions. (laughs) God almighty. Sometimes I I stun myself. You stump yourself. (laughs) Do they stop us? No. <laughs> are they un- are they unanswerable? Nope. And you know what? <laughs> this sounds really familiar because mm-hmm. religious leaders approach Jesus with questions they thought would undo all his teaching, but what it really did was reveal their heart and focus. Yes. So let's do this. So here's part of the email I received. Hi, Susan. It's me, Jace. Not their real name. A few months back, I sent you an email. I did get permission for this, by the way. Is Susan your real name? Susan is my real okay. name. Jace is not their real name. And I got permission. By the way, I know okay. you're listening. So hi, quote, Jace. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. A I'm few- sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. They wrote, a few months back, I sent you an email about how my church was driving me away from our good Lord and other things in my life. Yes. Today, my pastor asked two questions for, quote, progressive Christians that he was sure would stump us. Number one, what is a woman? Number two, what makes a man and a woman different? Oh man, Jay said, I tried to rationalize these questions in my head and I came up with good answers. 
But I'm curious, what are your answers? Okay, we got to stop here for a second <laughs> because all of us need to just calm the F down. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know uh, the person's going, what the hell? Oh my gosh, these questions are stupid. <laughs> I know there's a lot of you out there who are just fuming yeah. at this. And, and so go pick up your phone wherever you threw it or, <laughs> or whatever. And, but yeah, this, just good night. Uh, is there anything, first of all, and, and he put in quote progressive Christians because that represented the disdain and disrespect. Yes. You know, the supposed progressive Christians, right? You know, that this pastor used that terminology with. And then he asks these questions. Yeah. <laughs> with, you know, what is a woman? <clears throat> oh, God. Men Number two. in the audience, what's a woman? <laughs> what, what, what makes a man and a woman different? Oh, uh, gosh. Okay. Okay. All right. So <sighs> breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Susan, you had answers. I had answers. I said, well, I am happy to give my answers. I had so much to say that I thought it deserved to be a podcast, so <laughs> here we are. But before I answer these questions, here's my response to Jace. I said, Jace, honestly, these are lame questions, and we don't want to play that game. Why, what is a woman, and not what is a man? Answer, misogyny where man is the standard and woman is the substandard. Yeah, that's gone on throughout history. And what makes a man and a woman different? Do you see how he's looking to shove people into that gender binary that patriarchy loves so much? So I'm going to answer the questions, then I'll ask about why they're such bad questions and we don't have to be stumped by them. So you're continuing, this is your continued response to Jace, right? Yes, Okay. Cool. yes. Cool. Women and men are more alike than different. This pastor is referring to Genesis 2, where it says God created man and woman, and so now the pastor wants to know what the difference is. But it's a trick. He's doing it as a trick. There is more difference among women and more difference among men than there is between the two, as if they're two big blobs of the same thing. <laughs> we got to pile them in. We got <laughs> hold on, hold on. Everybody calm down. It's raining men. Got, Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's raining men. And they're all on a pile over there. And we there. got a pile of women. It's raining women. That's a great I'm gonna I'm gonna stop your response. Sure. That's a good <laughs> that's a great point that there there's like this, well, it's it's either man or woman, but there are more differences between just women right. and just men than there are between the two. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Excellent point. You know, so we know that's his premise there is false. Yeah. Now, if he had studied Hebrew in seminary, then this pastor might know that the word Adam, Adam, means individual, not man. Patriarchy has turned it into man because the standard is man and woman is substandard, but it means individual or person. Now, this story is an allegory. It never was meant to be taken literally. What story? The Adam and Eve story? Yes. Okay. It was never historically taken literally. That literal interpretation itself is a recent development within the last 150 years. I know that's an episode all by itself. But if you're going to take it literally, then you have to get the facts straight. And the facts are that God puts the individual to sleep. The person, yeah. The person to sleep and then separates that person into two people. The idea was to create a companion, not a contrast. And while we're here, we'll just make the physicality so these two versions of human can procreate, just like the animals do. It kind of is a cool trick, isn't it? But the idea was never to make a robust thinker worker 
and someone to clean up and cook for him. (laughs) (laughs) That is not in there. That is not in there, no matter what your pastor, elders, etc. believe. All that is just patriarchy run amok. Furthermore, these two are more alike than different. Yes, they are. Remember the need that this whole story is meeting. It is right after the individual saw and named all the animals as they went by two by two in pairs, the allegory tells us. And the individual noticed that, hey, there's no partner for me. The elephants have partners. The giraffes have partners. I don't. No one to buddy up with and more as they saw the animals doing. So the allegory is pointing to God's provision by giving this individual a partner that is similar, not someone to stand in contrast. That's a misreading of the text. It's a patriarchal misreading of the text. Wow, that's so powerful. You just don't hear that. Right. You just don't hear that. By by design, you don't by hear design. that. By design, yeah. Yeah, and this is not meant to be comprehensive. The male and female are not meant to be comprehensive. You got your A model and you got your B model. Henry Ford said, you can get a Model T in any color as long as it's black. And you can get a human in any variety as long as it fits the man-made binary of male type or female type. And I mean man-made. That is an addition to the text that is reading into the text. You know, exegesis means to pull out of the text Eisegesis means to read into the text. This is reading into the text. And you know, and what we see, and we see that in real life. We have an episode coming up actually in just uh, three or four weeks after this about intersex people. And intersex people are not clearly male or female. They don't fit the man-made gender binary. And that's how God made them. Yes. No one can say they weren't made like that. Right. And they are much more common than we realize. We don't hear about, I don't know why we don't hear about that more often. Yeah. Because it really... Well, because of shaming of the patriarchy, Mm. they've been shamed into, hey, you don't fit this binary that we created and inherited, so be quiet about your gender. Yeah, they've been shamed into silence. Through Though, thankfully, you know what, that's changing. We actually, again, have a podcast that's coming up um, about what intersex people wish we all knew. And it's beautiful. Yeah, and there's a whole movement of intersex people speaking up for future generations of intersex people not to have to endure what they had to endure. And we also see this in real life in creation, in Genesis. You have day and night. Yeah. That's it. Now, so when it gets to be five o'clock, all of a sudden, shit gets black here. It just goes, (laughs) right? That's what what day and night is, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, just boom, five o'clock, done, night. And then in the morning, all of a sudden, you're out there like sipping your coffee and then bam, this light comes (laughs) This light comes through the window because it's day. That's how that works, right? Right, right. That's not how it works, no, is it? Oh, okay. No, there's well, dawn and dusk and sunrise yeah. and sunset, and nobody sees the sunrise and says, abomination! <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. That, it's a rhetorical device that day and night is meant to include all the gradations in between. And land and sea go to the beach. The land doesn't suddenly end and then, bam, sea. No, it's all the gradations in between. And man and woman is meant to include all the gradations in between. Yeah, yeah. the whole interpretation is misleading. The whole, the whole argument is misleading. Yeah. And the whole quest, all the questions are patriarchal. Yeah. Yeah, they're not this authentic midrash with the text where you dive in, discuss, and learn like the ancient 
Jews did and Jews today still do. And they listen to each other and they, you know, talk back and forth. No, as the writer said, this pastor's trying to stump people. Yeah, that, there's, that's the heart behind the question yeah. here. There's not, this is not a desire to learn or to grow or to anything. He oh, for heaven's sake, to actually serve the people he's talking to. Yeah, he doesn't. To it, love them well. It's to put people who have stepped out of line in their place. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Don't you dare argue with the pastor. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, as you said, the religious leaders of the day are the same ones who did these tricks to stump Jesus, but they never stumped Jesus. He would give some incredible answers, answer in the most unexpected way possible, and then say, you're full of crap. You are full of crap. That actually I don't know is what the, the translation the, no, is. No, <laughs> that is the original language translation of some of these words is, you're full of crap. Yeah. He basically, he said that, and he said... He, I'm just kidding on that, by the way. <laughs> Not really. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> he said, you guys wouldn't know God if you met God. He was, talking to, he was talking to the religious leaders. The religious leaders, not the people, the riffraff, the, the ones that had been thrown out of community by the religious leaders. No, he, he was not harsh to them ever. He was harsh to the religious leaders. And he, he finally is saying, you know, you're supposed to be the religious leaders? Oh my gosh. Ugh, how long do I have to be with you? That was Jesus' response to the religious wow. leaders. Wow, I can relate to that. Yeah, I can relate to that. But the thing to remember, you beloveds who are listening to this, is that the religious leaders did stump the people. Yeah. The people couldn't answer these tricksy questions. And honestly, they still do. And they still do because the questions are designed to intimidate, and they did intimidate because religious leaders are intimidating by design. You bring God into it, you say, well, God said it, God designed it this way, it's right here in black and white. You can't argue with it, you're arguing with God. It's a great way to throw people off their balance, to gain compliance, and to increase power, easy peasy. Yeah, and it also, and to even call into question, you're then, you're a troublemaker. Yeah. And you're, you know, they they slap a whatever, a scarlet A, whatever. The, yeah, letter, I mean. A, yeah, whatever it is, you know. A label on you. Yeah, label on you. And, and then they often, if you even call into question or push them on these, or then they do a lot of the gaslighting tricks that we talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah. You know, and, and they, this is not a new technique as we've just talked. They perfected this. Yeah. They hold all the cards in this, at least they think they do. Yeah. But they don't. You know, we know that. We yeah. know that. One woman I know said that when they were reading about the Pharisees in Sunday school, she said, that sounds like my dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, was, I was thinking Got in that, big trouble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got in big trouble because we don't want to hear truth from children who, who, who readily see truth. Yeah. So what, what do people do? Yeah. So when you are stumped by this kind of thing, you, my beloved friends, whom I treasure in my heart, your job is to think, hmm, not get, don't get triggered. Just say, huh, I wonder if Jesus would have a, a non-obvious answer to this question. And the answer to that will be yes, because he always did. And so, you know, just because you can't think of one doesn't mean you have to be stumped. You have to That's a good point. cower down and say, oh, okay, you're right. You know, pastor. Well, yes. It all, yeah. Stop for just a second. It also, 
because you hopefully this this episode and other things that you're learning and this deconstruction will help you recognize those kind of questions and the heart behind or the lack of heart behind those kinds of questions (laughs) when you hear them because you don't have the immediate answer or, or don't know what the answer would be to that you have to remember in that moment if if that's you that the question is not valid you yes. know what I mean? The question's not even valid. So it's kind of like, well, then it doesn't matter as much because it's not a real question. Yes. You know? Can I, do I yeah. have time for a quick joke oh, in here? absolutely. It's related to this. <laughs> it's my joke. I, I tell jokes. <laughs> <laughs> tell a joke. This is great. I love your jokes. So Go for it. this guy went to heaven. He was a pastor. He got to the pearly gates. And Peter's there, it's always Peter, because he has nothing to do for thousands and thousands of years, but stand there and let people in or not. <laughs> anyway, um, and he said, well, do I get to get in? And, and Peter said, oh, I don't know what he got. What do you, you know, you need 100 points to get in. And the pastor said, oh, okay, well, I've been a pastor for 37 years. And Peter says, okay, all right, I'll give you two points for that. And the pastor says, oh my gosh, two points. That was like the main thing I had. Well, I've been really faithful all those years. I really helped a lot of people. Okay, I'll give you five points. Oh my gosh, he's just standing there. He just doesn't even know what to do. And then he sees another guy come in skipping through that he knows. He knows him from down the street. And he's like, the guy just skips through right on past the gates, you know? And the pastor says, how did he get in? He never even went to church. (laughs) Peter says, oh, he's not playing this game. (laughs) <laughs> and I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. The pastor's the one saying, what do I need to do? How do I make it? You know? Wow. And Peter's like, See, you don't have to play this game. Wow. And so I want to say that when you feel like you're stumped by the pastor, by a question, you don't have to play that game. Mm. And you can say, look, I don't have a, an answer right now to your question. I can probably find one. But what you're doing is not loving. It's hurting people. And you're excluding people from entry into a group that is not yours. This is God's group. So not that that'll go over well, but you can internally say that. And remember that whoever sets the parameters of the debate has the advantage because Mm. they'll set it in a way that helps them make their case. Of course they will. And an answer, a question like this designed to stump you is a trick. Don't fall for it. And you can just whisper to Jesus, hey, I don't have an answer for this. You answer it. And then sashay away <laughs> and just let it go. You don't need to be tricked. You don't need to be flummoxed because you you don't have an answer. It's unkind and it's unjust to trick people to win your argument. An argument over God's love for you? Come on, that's the worst. And if that person, especially a religious leader, is trying to stump you, you just don't even bother. Don't even bother with them because their heart is in the wrong place. If the person is talking and not listening, don't bother. If that person is saying, show me what I don't understand here. If they're not saying that, don't bother. Mm. Say that last part again. Yeah. If that person is talking and not listening, if they're not saying, hey, show me what I don't understand here with an open heart, then you don't even need to bother yep. with you, them. You get to they're, decide. They're in, acting in bad faith. Yep. You get to decide if you engage or not. Do you don't, again, like you just said, don't play those games. The yep. motive behind the questions is not an honest desire to learn. It's manipulative and gaslighting and bullying. 
And just don't go there. Just don't go there. And there, you know what? This reminds me, there are other, <laughs> there are other questions like this. In fact, there were 40 of them. In fact, 40. 40 questions. One for each day of rain. Four, I don't know. <laughs> four, one for each, I don't know. 40 questions that were asked by the infamous Kevin DeYoung of the more infamous Gospel Coalition. No, totally non-affirming. And he called them the unanswerable questions for those of us waving rainbow flags. There you go. Well, you know what? We answered them. And we actually, you did a three-part video series on YouTube on our channel. So go to that. The link to our YouTube channel is on freedhearts.org. You'll love this. If you love this podcast episode, go to that series because there are 40 of these kind of questions that are meant to stump. Unanswerable, he said. Unanswerable. Yeah. Well, nope. They're not yeah. unanswerable. You had the answer. So look for that. Um, I think it's called 40 Answers. It's a YouTube yeah. series on our YouTube channel or just search YouTube for Freed Hearts. Yeah. And there we are. This was cool. What else yeah. you got to say? Yeah. Just we, we love you so much and you are good. We just can't convey enough how good you are, how you're good where you are, wherever you are. And you don't have to worry about anything else. Mm. Your child is good. If you're a parent, your child is good. You're on the right side of scripture. You're on the right side of God's heart. You're on the right side of history. You're on the right side of everything Jesus taught. So you be at peace. You be at peace and go and love and be loved. Yeah. Amen. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at heystsinner.org. Dot com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.